Hey y'all, it's Tarkeisha. Welcome to the Think Yourself Crazy Podcast, a podcast about all things overthinking. Here, we'll share information about overthinking, we'll share tips to stop overthinking, we will even discuss tips that will help you tame your thoughts. But most of all, I'm excited about getting you involved. Yep, you get to be a part of the podcast with me by sharing your overthinking stories and questions. It's quite simple. All you have to do is click the link to the jot form in the show description, and it's a few one-two steps to get your story and our question submitted. Often, you will hear me remind you that you too are worth best case scenario. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 y'all. Hey, y'all. What's going on? Happy Tuesday to you. Let me tell you, I really like Tuesdays because I've gotten over the hump of Monday. And, you know, Mondays be out here trying to take us out, right? We can come off of a really good weekend, go into that Monday, and it like, gut punches us with all the work we might have, all the challenges, and just, you know, thinking that, um, hey, I got a whole five days before I can be off again, right? Look, I gave Mondays a bad rap because Mondays were handling me, and I had to start telling Mondays, you know what, I'm going to survive you. So I tried to play a trick with my mind and say, Every Monday, Mondays are special. So every Monday at 8.30 a.m., I have an alarm or an alert that goes off that says Mondays are special. And one day I looked at the phone and I said, yep, you know what? Mondays are special. But look, enough about Mondays. I don't even know how y'all lost into that. Today is Tuesday. So happy, happy Tuesday Welcome in the room. What room? The room for the overthinkers. Welcome to the Think Yourself Crazy Podcast. I am your host, Tarkeisha, and I am glad to join with you today. So listen, I am going to stay on track today. I am going to be mindful of my distractions and, you know, getting off and going on to my tangent, but I cannot promise that I'm going to stay in 30 minutes today. I'm going to do my best. I may go a little bit over, but hopefully not too much. The next two episodes, maybe three, have a lot of information that I want to share with you. And I really don't want to shortchange you guys. So if you can't listen to the episode in full in one sitting, just, you know, get to your good stopping point and come on back to us. Make sure you finish it because I want to make sure you get everything um, that we have to share today. Okay. And I say we, but it's just me and the Holy Spirit in here. So I guess that is a we. So I am praying and hoping that he gives me the words to say, now I have my notes and I have my book here and I have all my information. My iPad is set up, y'all, if you could see me. And one day you will, because I'll start um, video recording these uh, podcasting sessions. But um, you'll be like, oh, girl, you ready, huh? You basically got my highlight in my pencil and my bottle of water. I have made sure to keep a bottle of water, a bottle of water next to me. We're recording after that little coughing um, incident a few episodes ago. 
But so, yeah, we'll be together a little bit longer today. And like I said, I know for sure for the next episode because it's already written. And then um, for the episode following that one, we might be a little bit over 30 minutes, but I will try to make very good use of your time. So listen, I have been trying to record all day today. Today is not actually Tuesday, but when you hear this, it'll be Tuesday. It's actually one of my favorite days of the week, and it just kind of got ransacked. Like, so I had to take Sugar Baby to the vet today, and y'all, I cried in the vet. Yeah, I cried. My pup has a um, mask on his lip that has to be removed. By the time you guys hear this, he will have had it removed and hopefully fully recovered. But be praying because they are going to check to make sure that it is not cancerous. So whenever the doctor confirmed, like as soon as the vet looked at him, he was like, oh, this has to be cut off. Like this has to be cut off and we need to get it off ASAP. I was like, Doc, please, like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, so I'm cool with that. But then he said, yeah, then we're going to send it to LSU to be um, tested. And the tears just started falling because I know through research and, you know, things that I've learned since getting a boxer, I, I have two, and at one time I had three, is that boxers are prone to cancer. And so when he said that about that, mask that's on his lip and that they have to test it i really got worried and of course i started overthinking i mean why wouldn't i if that's a part of me but i'm gonna stop that ish i really had to start praying i reached out to my friend who's a boxer mom and to my mom and my sisters and i told them what was going on and i just asked them to pray because they know what my dogs mean to me and so i am hopeful and I started redirecting my thoughts. So I want you guys to know that I remind, reminded myself that, you know, best case scenario will happen. And I'm reminding myself that I'm going to think favorably so that I can act favorably and that I'm in control of my thoughts. So I won't let them run all out of control and try to drive me crazy. But I mean, just like a concerned parent, when you hear something about your child, you start thinking, oh, goodness, what might happen? What precautions do I need to take? And what do I need to prepare for? So that's kind of where I am with Sugar Baby. But I am hopeful. You know, I, I'd say God, I really care about my dog and I really want him to be well. And I believe God will hear and honor my prayer. So if you don't mind praying for sugar, baby, send one up for my pup, okay? Because I, I, cancer can't live in this house. We live in long, healthy lives. We are healed. Jesus already took care of that on the cross. So there is no way in this earth that my baby pup is going to be affected by cancer. And I just pray for every person, every animal that is affected by cancer. God, we send your healing to them right now, Father God. We ask you to go right to that thing and dry it up, Lord God. We know there is no known cure, Father God, but we know that you are the antidote, Lord God. You are the um, healing power. Your blood runs through it, Father God. Yep, even in Sugar Ray, he is completely healed, Father God. So we thank you that we will believe your report. I won't get all, you know, in a tizzy worrying about what Dr. 
um stringer said father we know that he has to give me the facts and he has to give me what what he knows based on his knowledge but i am walking in faith that sugar raised hill that my family and friends and loved ones and even the people that i do not know that are battling with cancer father god that they will be victorious and healed in jesus name amen so okay let's get on into the episode so um, have you guys been practicing your, um, don't you worry, your pretty little head techniques? Have you been using those things? So, you know, we had the thought affirmations and then we had responding back. When you were having those negative thoughts, that adverse thinking, that defeated thinking, did you respond back in the affirmative? Did you respond back positively? I want to make sure you are using those tips and you are using them frequently because that's the thing that's going to help us rework our thinking and eventually stop overthinking because if i'm going to think positively there's no reason for me to overthink negatively so make sure make sure you are using those tips they're going to prove helpful to you and you're going to see just why just as soon as you see that stress level going down just as soon as you see those headaches and that tension go away and when you see favorable things happen i need to make sure that you are practicing those tips so if you follow me on social media is specifically instagram at think yourself crazy i'm often posting reminders of have you affirmed yourself have you used your technique are you overthinking what's the point of that you know i'm also sharing jokes and making cracks because i know until we unlearn this poor behavior we're gonna still find ourselves into it i just gave an example of how it happened to me today and here i am trying to get you guys not to do it right well, I want to make sure you're using those tips. Don't just listen to them, y'all. Put them into practice. We will not kick the behavior if we don't practice those tips. In this episode, I'm going to say something that y'all might not like. Now, how do I know y'all may not like it? Because I didn't like it when I was preparing for the show. I just did not sit well. It didn't sit well with me. And probably because it challenged me to really think, evaluate, and then start to make some changes. So listen, in my reading that I, I did to prepare for this episode, it talked about stress um, being the normal producer of overthinking. And guess what? Overthinking perpetuates stress. So stress is the thing that normally leads us to overthinking, but then overthinking intensify stress so we see our levels of stress increase and we know stress is dangerous it is dangerous to our mental health and our thinking and our brain but it is significantly dangerous to our physical health as well we have to be mindful of that we have so many people that are ill that uh, is a result of stress we know there's strokes different other different medical illnesses i don't want to get lost in naming those because i don't know all the medical terminology but we know that stress can produce medical ailments and so if we know that i can eliminate the level of stress because stress is normal and we'll be talking about that in the next two episodes stress is a normal part of life but we can manage how much stress we endure and how much stress we engage in so that's right one leads to the other stress leads to overthinking overthinking then maximizes the level of stress that we have so stress could possibly be a determinant or a factor to a person who also tends to excessively overthink in the book um stop overthinking nick trenton said 
if you heap chronic stress onto, let me see, I'm sorry. If you heap chronic stress onto some, oh, excuse me, I wrote it wrong. That's why. If you heap chronic stress onto someone who already has a biological or psychological predisposition to overthinking, it's a recipe for burnout and exhaustion. Yes. So a lot of times we're experiencing burnout, exhaustion at work, in our home lives, in our relationships, just in the um, responsibilities and duties that, that we have in everyday life. Adding stress and overthinking only magnifies that thing. It only makes it worse. And when I say it makes it worse, it distracts us so that we cannot address the, the problem at hand, right? And so what I found out or what we start started learning is that if we can manage overthinking, we can probably manage our level of burnout and exhaustion. So let's talk about it for a little bit. So here's a definition for burnout. It's physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. So usually when we're experiencing burnout at work, it is because physically or mentally we are drained. We are spent. We are to our max. We've overworked ourselves. You know, we've extended ourselves. We've done more and not replenished ourselves. We, we have, you know, gone on way way too much my phone is going off y'all but i have no idea where it's at it's oh there it is right there so sorry about that so we are like super super elevated right whenever we experience burnout and like i said i use the example of work and relationships and home life those are some of the primary places that we experience burnout students experience burnout with school so it said that physical or that burnout is physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. And so collapse in that definition means to fall down or in, to give way. So burnout means that we are fit, our physical and mental gives out. It falls out. There it has no capacity to, to operate when it's under burnout. Exhaustion is a state of extreme physical or mental fatigue. So we become physically tired. We, be, we have less energy. We're unable to maybe carry out our normal routines when we see the elevation in our burnout. I'm sorry, in the elevation as it results to stress and overthinking. We don't have, we were, aren't able to operate in the capacity that, um, that we may normally be able to. I might not be able to, if I'm burnt out or, you know, experiencing a high level of stress, I may not be able to go to the gym after a day of seeing clients. Or I may not even be able to see the number of clients I generally see. I like to generally see maybe five to six clients a day. But say, for instance, on a day that I just have to jam-pack my day and I see eight clients, I'm physically exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. The next day, I may not be able to see my five or six, I may need to see two or three in order to cool, to recuperate. So what we um, discovered here is that overthinking leads to the reason why we can't function at our fullest capacity. 
Overthinking breaks down our ability to function at our fullest capacity. Write that down, turn and tell your neighbor, tell somebody, post it on Facebook, that overthinking stops us from operating at our fullest capacity. So what are we going to do about it? We're going to stop it. We're going to discontinue it. We're going to redirect our thoughts. We're going to um, assess what can I do and what do I need to do in order to shift the way I think, shift, you know, when I'm triggered to overthink so that I, you know, discontinue this behavior. And one of the things that he speaks about in the book is that overthinking is usually stimulated or triggered by our environment. So we can be experiencing things um, and our environment plays a huge role in when, when we overthink. How, you may ask, when we're in the middle of clutter, that triggers stress, tr that triggers anxiety. Remember, anxiety and stress indicators, you know, that, that um, fuel overthinking. Disorganization, chaos, conflict, unpleasantries, they all can lead to overthinking. So what do we do about it? I want to specifically read from the book that um, Trenton shared. What do we do about our environment and overthinking? How do I shift that? How do I help that? So he says in the book, people who overthink often have genetic and environmental reasons for their overthinking. But in the end, it's their unique evaluation that brings everything together in a particularly stressful way. What are your beliefs about your innate strengths and skills when it comes to resisting stress? How do you view the world and the challenges in it? How much say do you have in how it unfolds? What are your daily habits like? Is your self-esteem in good order? What are your boundaries like? These are all the ways, I mean, these are all the things that we can change. So when we think about changing our environment, these are the places that we can, we, we can start. Hey, what do I need to do to resist stress? What are my strengths? What are my skills in resisting stress? Is my skills organization? So should I organize my closet so that I don't go in there and I become frustrated every morning when it's time to get ready for work? Should I organize my desk at work so I don't feel like, you know, I'm out of sorts and I can't get started or, or I'm um, delayed in getting started? Should I, you know, check how I feel about myself or what I think about myself? Is my self-esteem a reason that um, I am not, thinking well, or I'm not thinking favorably, or I'm not thinking purely, right? Am I not setting good boundaries? Am I not setting good boundaries? And how is that affecting my, my environment? So our environment plays a very big role in what we, um, in, in how we think. Is my house in total disarray? Is my car junky and nasty? You know, Am I not clean and, and taking good care of my things? Those things play a big role in our lives. And why, why, do, why would you say that if my house isn't clean? Why would you say if, if I'm not grooming well? Why have you say my environment? Because guess what? It's a distraction. If your house isn't clean, you can't get anything done, right? How many of you have went to the kitchen to start cooking and you have dishes in the sink and you're like, I just can't cook with no dirty kitchen. 
Of course you can't because your dishes are dirty. You can't use them. And it's just hard because you don't have that, dis that organization as you would like. So it's super, super important that you go forth and clean, organize, put things in an appropriate space, put things where you can find them. At the end of the day, at least make neat piles on your desk so you don't come back into a cluttered day. Because, you know, if you go into that day, your day is chaotic. I'm sorry. If you go into your office and your desk is all in disarray, your day is chaotic. One of my rules of thumb when I would end my day, I close out everything. All of my emails were read and in a certain folder. Every chart was, you know, filed away and the, the, the paperwork in there filed in a certain um, order or however the chart was required. So when I came back, I came to a fresh day. I didn't come back to anything that was left over from the day before. Now, is that possible for absolutely everybody? Probably not. That Maybe not, but come up with a system that works for you. On Fridays, Absolutely everything was closed out for their week. Assessments, new clients' information, supervisions, paperwork, all of that stuff was closed out for me prior to going into my new week. Why? Because I could not come into the um, new week with other stuff holding, hanging over my head because then I was going to be thinking, how am I going to get all of this done? How is this all going to make sense for me? How am I going to be able to work it through? You know, how am I going to be able to accomplish all the tasks that are on me for this week? And so instead of me getting to work or being productive, I'm thinking about what am I going to do to make all of this work and more than likely thinking about why it wasn't going to work. So I would try to set myself up for um, success each week by making sure the each day everything was closed out and i came back to at least a neat desk even if there were tasks for me to complete i got them to a good closing point but coming back to a neat desk and then starting each week that i was starting with a, a new set everything was closed and sometimes y'all that required that i worked late on a friday especially if i played during the week you know even now i i still practice that because getting behind it's scary to me and if you're a therapist, you know, getting behind on notes, getting behind on billing, getting behind on treatment plans or assessments, that is a scary place to be because that is revenue. If my notes are not done, if my billing isn't submitted, my assessments or treatment plans are not all done, that's revenue. I don't, I can't submit billing because that's, you know, very, very, some, some people would say that's fraud if I submitted billing without doing the paperwork piece of things, which it's not right, you know, and I just don't want to subject myself to that because let me tell you, when fraud comes across the table, that's a whole nother level of overthinking, right? And I don't want to be in that position. So there are practical ways that we can change our environment. There are practical ways we can adjust how our environment affects us so that our levels of stress, our levels of anxiety are um, monitored and well managed so that we are less likely to overthink. Can y'all join me in this week? Maybe not. this isn't your don't you worry your pretty little head technique, but it should be. This is a freebie. Get some organization around your home. Get some organization around your house so that you don't feel chaotic because of what your space look like. It. 
looks like. Did I say get some organization around your home and then say get some organization around your house? Listen, okay? Get it around your home, get it around your office, your job, whatever your place of work looks like. Get your schedule going. If you have kids, if you have pups like me, if you have things that, you know, are implemented in your schedule, like get all of that in order, get you some structure and that should help shape your environment and then also strategically plan your day. Literally, y'all, if I showed y'all my um, calendar, even my calendar where I list my clients that are scheduled for the week, I list my nail appointments, I list any um, grooming appointments that I might have, I list any calls that I need to make with people, any errands I might run, because I have to plan out my day. It helps me stay a little bit more organized and on task, and it eliminates me trying to figure out, oh, how am I going to fit something in that I didn't write in there? Oh, goodness, I double booked a client and a nail appointment. Ugh. I need to make both of them, right? So this, again, is not your tip for the week, but it is something that I think is really important for you to do. Um, if you are not very good at organization and structure, perhaps you can reach out to someone and get someone to come in. I know there are people who, you know, um, there are different stylists or closet organizations organizers i don't know the appropriate name for them but they'll come and get your closet together of course people that'll come and clean your home at least get you started i'm i don't i have time i don't have the true desire to do a deep clean of my home as often as it needs especially since i have pups i hired somebody that comes in and does that for me at least once a month and then i maintain it and she might come in a second time that month just to do a brief clean or general clean and then she comes back in a month and does another deep cleaning i need that i stopped doing that before and i was wearing myself out trying to wear all the hats and then take care of my house now, my house is my responsibility, but it doesn't mean I have to do it. I can pay somebody to do it. And since God has blessed me with the finances and resources to do so, your girl is going to continue doing it. So, yeah, overthinking, stress, anxiety, all of that can be further produced or ignited or what I what, uh, intensified by your environment. So I need you to shape your environment much better so that you have more of a chance to eliminate overthinking. So again, this week, just start thinking about if you can't actually put it into, um, into the works of getting that structure and organization, at least start writing you out a plan. Grab your notebook, pull out the notes in your phone, type you out a plan of what where maybe identify where organization needs to happen in your environment where some change needs to happen in your environment so identify those first and then start thinking about how you can bring organization or change in those particular areas that you've identified so that you can help yourself not think yourself crazy by becoming stressed and anxious and beginning to overthink and overthink and obsessively overthink because your environment is just chaotic I'm not telling y'all anything that I don't have to do. I'm not saying I live in the most perfect, you know, home that's spotless. I told you I have dogs and they shed, got hair everywhere. I'm always running the run ball, sweeping or something. But I have to do it so that it doesn't drive me crazy. And so that we can live quick, neatly. You know, they the Bible says, or maybe I shouldn't quote the Bible because I can't tell y'all where it came from. But they say that the Bible says that cleanliness is, 
next to godliness. I don't know if they say the Bible say that, but people say that cleanliness is next to godliness. Clean up. Clean up your environment. Get that chaos out your life and watch us minimize that overthinking. Join me in doing that this week. All right, all right. Y'all are hanging in there with me. Really good, y'all. We are to the next segment of the show. That was our Stop That Ish segment, how we learn to stop overthinking. And so, again, we want to shape our environment a little bit better to stop the ish, right? So now we would usually go into the Thought Tamer segment where we share a story. But y'all, listen, I have been receiving y'all stories Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. But I'm not quite ready to share your stories yet. I want to continue to lay a little foundation of overthinking down and give us some more information. So I'm using these next two to three episodes to really give us some more foundation. Then we're going to get into the fun stuff. And I have some really fun topics um, that we people have been sending in, my friends have been giving, my sisters colleagues you know professionals in the mental health world that think we should um talk about overthinking so i am not going to share a story today so if you sent in a story and i have not emailed you to confirm that i received it i've been getting your jot forms i've been getting your emails please keep them coming remember i want you all to be an active participant in the show and you do that by clicking the link in the show notes um to submit a jot form or Clicking the link to the job form in the show notes to submit your story, to submit um, your questions. And that's, way, that's the way I can bring you and have your voice be heard here on the podcast. But again, I am going to hold the stories that I have. We'll use one story per episode, sometimes to kind of depend on what the processing of each story is like. But I want you to be a part of it, y'all. And let me tell you, y'all have been sending in some good stuff. I've been enjoying reading and my brain is working. And I have some colleagues that are going to be helping advise me on how I should um, respond. And then guess what? We'll take the comments to the um, social media page on Instagram at Think Yourself Crazy. And we'll get you guys to chime in. Y'all like that? I really want y'all to be a part of this podcast. I know it's impossible to get all of you to um log in and listen at the same time i mean i'm sorry log in and be able to speak to me all of us be on here at the same time i know that's impossible but i am finding creative ways to bring you in so let me stop right there and say thank you thank y'all so much listening listen the participation and engagement has been amazing Y'all are, I can see the number of views or listens on the Anchor um, podcast app and website. And y'all are blessing me real good by listening in. So I just had to take a moment to stop and say thank you. This podcast would be irrelevant if you guys were not listening. Me just sitting here talking, I can do that to the people around me, but me talking and putting this out here and you guys actually listening and sending me messages or commenting on our post and saying, yeah, I'm listening and this about everything and you sending in your questions and stories. Look, I think that's super amazing. And I have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot. Stick with me. 
stick with me. This is going to be a fun journey and an impactful journey, okay? We are not just going to give you information from week to week, but I want y'all to have foundation. I want y'all to understand why this is important to deal with. And then we're going to get into the fun because I told y'all in the beginning, I like to have fun, right? That's something about me. So anyway, thank y'all. We're going to go ahead and get into the um, question of the day. And the question for today, let me go to it. It asks, is overthinking bad for your brain? Today's question is, is overthinking bad for your brain? Yeah, I messed it up. I messed up. Can I back up? I'm not going to stop recording this and start over. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So that first, the first segment, the the first part of the podcast, that's our informational segment. We are skipping the stop that ish segment, which is the um, the story segment. But the informational session helps us stop that ish, the story segment. Okay, I'm I'm all mixed up, but I'm getting it together. And now we're in the thought tamer segment where we answer questions on how we stop that and learn more about. Um, Anyway, we're going to get this straight. We only what this is episode four. We're going to get it together. I'm going to get it straight and we're going to not be confused in Jesus name because I'm not going to have y'all over there thinking what is Turkisha doing? She's going to give it to you right. So listen, is overthinking bad for your brain? Overthinking is certainly bad for our brain for several reasons. Like we talked about um, in the first episode, I think it was or the second episode, something like that. Um, overthinking is it leads us to a vicious cycle. It makes us go over something over and over and over again. Negative, it, it makes us think negatively. It makes us think adversely. It makes us think worst case scenario, but we are dismantling that and we are what? Say it with me now. Worth best case scenario. Absolutely. Y'all, I felt like I heard y'all say that with me. Negative thinking leads to disengagement, okay? It leads us to disengage from problems. It further blows up our depression and anxiety. Yes, overthinking is bad for our brain. Is overthinking bad for our brain? Yes, why? It makes decision-making hard. It creeps in and it makes fear of any result or consequences from what decisions we make it makes us over process and over analyze it makes us give too much attention to things that we possibly cannot control it too can cause us to experience more depression and anxiety because we're trying to make a decision and we're so worried about what if i make the wrong decision let me tell you something i was um i can't remember who i was talking to maybe a client and she was like, wow, you really take chances and you step out there and you do this, that, and the third. She's like, you're not afraid? I said, no, I'm not afraid. I'm not. I said, but more than that, I'm no longer embarrassed by failure. If I try something and it doesn't work, I am not embarrassed by it. It just didn't work. It just wasn't my thing. I'm not afraid to try stuff and say, Keisha, that's not your fit. Failure does not embarrass me anymore. It helps grow my character. It helps me find my lane and it helps me 
really be able to dive into the things that where I will be successful. And, you know, if it's something that I just have an itch to do, it shows me that's not your itch. You scratched it, move on. Don't be embarrassed by failure. Y'all, I am dropping a lot of good stuff today that helps me. So I hope it helps you. Do not be afraid, y'all, of embarrassment. Do not be afraid of failure. Do not be embarrassed by failure. We are growing people, okay? And so we're going to learn. Like I said in the first episode, um, overthinking decreases productivity. We don't get anything done. It means that when we're overthinking, we can't focus on, on real probable solutions. Instead of focusing on resolving the issues, our productivity goes down because we're overthinking about all the things associated with it. So we're not making any progress. It messes up our sleep cycle. Another reason why it's bad for the brain. We're not getting enough rest. We have insomnia. We have broken sleeping patterns. We are not getting fully um, full rest. So we're going to sleep, but our brain is not stopping. It's still working. That disturbed sleep cycle could lead to poor memory, decreased um, cognition. It increases the risk for Alzheimer's and it, it increases the risk for disorders like ADHD. We can't keep our attention. We can't keep our focus. So yes, overthinking is bad. It is detrimental to our mental health. It leads to depression, anxiety, OCD. Overthinking is a stress thing that will wear your brain out. You know, we feel it physically, right? We feel our head hurting. We feel that tension. So, to the person who asks, is overthinking actually bad for us? Is it bad for our brain? Absolutely it is. While it causes you to think and process all possible solutions and answers, yeah, that's great. But it also wears on us. It affects our mental health. It disturbs our sleep. It impacts our productivity, decreasing it. It makes decision-making hard, and it's a, a consistent cycle. Remember, we even talked about how sometimes... After a situation is over and done with, overthinking causes it, cause us to go back to it. Hey, did you forget about me? Come back. I know it's over, but think about the results. Think about what you should have did. Think about, you know, oh, you should have, could have, would have. No, no, we're not doing that. We're stopping that. That, that, that is what's banned, okay? So let's move on, and we're coming to a close to our Don't You Worry Your Pretty Little Head head segment so i was like oh what can we do what technique can we use we've used um thought affirmations and we're building on that right i didn't hear you i said we're building on that right okay okay i heard the yes i heard the i heard the mm -hmm, i saw the head nods so we're building on that and we are responding back affirmatively to negative thinking or to overthinking thoughts we're doing that right Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're responding back that you're worth best case scenario when that thing comes. You're responding back that you're equipped to, to get the new job, that you're well equipped to be um, productive. You're well equipped and prepared to be a good spouse. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought, I thought, I thought y'all, I lost y'all. I want to make sure y'all responded to the, it. ain't talking to yourself. It is affirming yourself and building up those thoughts. Y'all don't scare me like that anymore. Okay. All right. So today I want to acknowledge 
that there are times we are going to give more thought. Let's not say we're going to overthink, but we are going to give more thought to the things that concern us. I can't even wait to episode six, y'all, when I really get into that thing about the things that concern us. We're going to, I'm going to just give y'all a little heads up. We're going to take a spiritual look at that thing and it's going to be good. That episode is is mostly written out too. It's going to be good. But anywho, I, I am a realist. I know that there are times we're going to give more thought to a thing. We're not going to overthink it, but we're going to give more thought. So what I want to challenge you to do is to create a worry or a thought time and what is what what that would consist of that you specifically set aside time to worry to think about to process and to analyze those things that are on your mind that you're trying to make a decision about and that you're concerned about you set a realistic time frame 20 minutes a day 30 minutes a day 45 minutes a day. And once that 20, 30, 45 minutes is up, you do not go back to it. You redirect. You don't give it your attention. In that time that you're processing it, you're writing things down. You're, you're, you're planning. You're not just thinking about it idly like we do when we overthink, right? So we're intentionally giving thought. This is thought time. We're intentionally giving thought to this. So we're planning. We're writing down possible solutions. We're writing down ways that we can address our work with it. But we are not giving it the energy that we normally would when we overthink. So this week's technique for don't you worry your pretty little head is to... Write, I mean, I'm sorry, secure, establish a worry time. 20, 30, 45 minutes. You have options, okay? Per day. I'm not even saying break it down a week yet. I'm saying per day. And that is the only time that you can invest your over your your thought, your thoughts to that. You're not gonna overthink. We're reeling you out. One of the best ways to minimize overthinking is to give it a time slot. Okay? Maybe you say, oh, Tarkisha, there's 24 hours in a day, 20, 30, 45 minutes for one day will not work. Okay, you might break it down to two 30-minute periods during the day, one in the morning, one in the evening. But remember, you're intentionally processing. You're not just thinking these things to mull over them. You are thinking about them to plan and address them. You're right. You're coming up with ideas. You're you're processing. You're analyzing. You are doing intentional work to resolve that. So what? That it is not a reoccurring thought in your head. We want you to follow your schedule as strictly as you possibly can. Be very rigid with it. Give yourself very little wiggle room with this. Why? Because we want to train your brain that these are the only times I can give attention to this. The other time I am going to enjoy what's going on around me. I'm going to be present focused. I'm not going to, you know, drift away in my head when I'm with my friends thinking about all the other problems. While I'm at church, I'm not going to be thinking about what's going on at home. While I'm at work, I'm not going to be processing everything that's going on at my kids' school and what I got to do later on today. I'm going to be present focused. And how am I going to do that? Because I am going to set a thought worry time. And when that time is up, I'm done with that thing. Okay? You can let your mind wander. You can think about it. You can play with different ideas. But I want it to be very intentional and I want it to be productive.
Having this plan would hopefully free your mind during the times that is not your thought time. Right. So where you don't have to go, because I have intentionally gave this the time and energy I needed to give it. I need y'all to do that. I'm doing that. myself. It's actually something that I do because I just listen. I, I see too many people and I'm working with them to address their issues and concerns that I just don't have the time in my day to give my thoughts too much room to, to run. They don't have my thoughts don't have free reign in my head. You know how we have dogs and when they're puppies. Here I go with these dog issues, uh, examples again. We have dogs and they're puppies. We don't give them free reign of our house until they're fully trained. Same thing. We're not going to give our overthinking, our adverse, our negative thoughts free reign in our head. We're going to give them an isolated time and we're going to be very rigid with it because it's for our own good. It's for our own good. Okay, if those thoughts still come up in between your thought time, your worry time, write them down and remind yourself, I'll get to deal with this at my 30 minute thought time this evening. Thought time, thought time, thought time. I like that. What y'all think? Okay. All right, cool. Well, I have kept y'all long enough today. I am not going to do a recap. I wish that I could, but I have kept y'all long. And as promised, I do want to be very intentional and mindful about the time that I keep you guys. I hope I have done better with that. I heard it a couple of times, y'all, and I'm trying to do better, and I hope that I have done better with um, because I know the last episode was full of arms. I am trying to be more mindful of that and redirect some of that, but I think I'm getting the hang of this thing, and I'm liking it. I have thoroughly enjoyed you guys today. I hope I have shared something that is useful and that you're going to put into practice and use so that you can stop that ish because you are worth best case scenario. So look, don't forget, you can submit your stories and your questions by using the jot form in the show notes. Don't forget to use all your, um, don't you worry your pretty little head techniques that we we use um, thus far on the prep podcast. Don't forget to go over and follow us on Instagram at Think Yourself Crazy. And yeah, don't forget to come back in two weeks when we'll share another episode. And again, I've heard y'all's requests. I'm working on this end. Nanny C is helping me with SOAR. She's taking care of things. So I'm working on this end to nurture this newborn baby and make sure I get you guys what you need. Well, I've had a wonderful time with you. My time is up. I will join you soon. So take care. And guess what? Be kind to yourself and others until we meet again. Bye, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Think Yourself Crazy podcast. Listen, I need you to share, rate, and review. That's right. Share, rate, and review. Before I let you go, allow me to leave you with this. If you're going to overthink, Think intentionally, and as Philippians 4, 8 through 9 suggests, summing it up all, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, 
the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Remember this, you too are worth best case scenario. Chat soon.